welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 13 through 16 of It's Okay to Not Be Okay, so that's the final four episodes. This is it, the finale. The finale, we did it. Um, What did you think? Did you like it? I loved this show. It was really good. Ah, I'm so glad you liked it. I liked it too. I wasn't, for some reason, I was not jazzed going into the final four episodes. Like, sometimes I'm like, I need these final four. I'm so excited. I like, I love this show so much and I don't want it to end, but I want to see the ending. And this one I was like, eh, it'll be okay. I don't know why. My energy was off. Yeah, I I know what you mean as far as, like, not being psyched to watch the final four episodes, which is to say, yeah, I guess I just didn't, like, need to know everything, even though, like, it's good storytelling to, like, clu- like close up all of your loose ends and everything. Like, obviously, I'm glad they made the final four episodes. I guess it just wasn't, like... The part that was compelling to me wasn't necessarily, like, the plot that they had set up it was more um just i guess seeing more of the characters if that makes sense like that's yeah which is nice in the sense that it made the last episode less torturous than other k-dramas because sometimes that last episode wrap-up can be a bit of a snoozer just because <laughs> you know i i don't mean to drag k-dramas but oftentimes it's just it's very much an epilogue it's like okay a million years later and they're all still happy how's that for you which is fine but with this one because it was so character driven and very like internal for all of them it actually was really nice to see the wrap-up for each of them and how how far they had come for themselves it wasn't just saying like and they defeated the enemy and that's good it it was very different that's fair it i definitely had a lot of teary-eyed moments (sighs) sorry my husband keeps opening and closing the doors in our house (laughs) and i swear to god if he does it one more time we will have words um There were a few moments that I was teary-eyed in the last episode, especially, that were just character moments, especially some unexpected ones where um, Gangtae and Songtae both acknowledged Judy's mom and how much she had done for them. And I was like, I I think I didn't even realize the impact that she was having on them when she was there acting as the everybody's mom. And to see her acknowledged was like, oh, this is a moment I didn't know I needed. Yeah, I was very much the same way, especially because actually probably around episode 14, I had a thought about um, about character growth, which I definitely want to get into a little bit. But how she was really the only static character that I can think of. Her and I guess the evil mom and the dying slash dead dad mm. were all pretty static. But yeah. everyone else changed massively from the first episode. 
not a single person stayed the same and it was all really I don't know it's so cool to have a k-drama where you get to go on a journey with the characters like this one and I loved getting to see these last four episodes how far they had come and I had a thought also that used to happen to me a lot when I first started watching k-dramas and it's kind of fizzled away and I was really glad to see it brought back with this k-drama which is I used to have a really hard time letting go of the characters and there was kind of a sadness with starting a new k-drama for me Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to get to know new people. I liked the people I knew. Yeah. And I was just happy to be there with them and keep watching them forever. Hello, American television. (laughs) Seven seasons in a movie. Um, But it's been a while, I, I feel like, that we've grown so much with the characters that it's sad to not get to see them anymore right because you can rewatch it but it will be there's no more new content with these characters and that was actually really hard for me for the first time in a really long time dang yeah i did not struggle with that with this one i almost felt the opposite in some ways where i at some points in these last four episodes especially i kind of thought the show dragged like controversial opinion up in here, <laughs> especially the storyline that I mentioned on the last episode of the podcast where the they found out that Moon Young's mom killed Gong Tae and Song Tae's mom. It's such a revelation for them. It's so heartbreaking. But there's like this whole episode of Gong Tae dealing with that and trying to protect Song Tae and Moon Young. And then they spend the next episode on Moon Young finding that out and her guilt and trying to push everybody away. And it was just so unrelatable to me. Like, obviously, (laughs) for obvious reasons, that's something that I can't really empathize with, not something I really ever experienced myself. So it was just hard to watch it for so long and see them struggle with that for such a long time. I feel that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there there was so much growth, and there, there were so many powerful storylines that I felt like the storyline with the moms kind of fell flat to me, and it got a lot of the screen time in these last four episodes, maybe, like, episodes 13 and 14 especially. Yeah, I actually, I can see what you mean with that. In the sense that, yeah, by the time they had the big reveal of the mom being Nurse, shoot, is it Nurse um, Park? Nurse Park, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The big reveal of her actually being the mom was not as... Okay, so (laughs) there was two parentage twists (laughs) in this show, in these final four episodes. And that one was way less impactful on me in a really weird way because the other one was that Dr. O's son was the shitty bad attitude kid. The nurse that we petitioned to fire last episode. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, Dr. O. (laughs) He doesn't have to be fired. I mean, he wants him fired too, so. Yeah. (laughs) 
But that's like a cute parent thing. Yeah. It's hard when other people shout at your kids that they should be fired. True. I don't know if he would he would like that as much. But yeah, it was interesting, I guess, that that was a, a much more shocking and maybe not storyline-wise necessarily impactful, but I almost cared a little bit more versus <laughs> versus Nurse Park being the mom. I was just I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I just didn't care that much. That's fair. I Yeah, I didn't connect with it that much. It didn't feel impactful. It felt crazy. Like, great writing. Solid twist there. What a fantastic choice for who the mom was. But mm, I'm always that guy that's a little bit like, for one thing... How does that even work? He threw her body in a lake. I don't... Right? He, like, weighed her down and tossed her in a lake. And... So, like... How? How is she alive and, like, fully functioning? Exactly the same as she was. Oh, yeah. I mean, awful. Definitely not all there, but the same amount of not all there that she was before. She was tossed off a balcony... Uh, got a major head injury, locked in a room for a while while she, what, bled out, had a brain yeah. aneurysm, was wrapped in a bag and weighed down and tossed into a lake, and then somehow got out, pulled herself together, found someone to give her massive plastic surgery. And then just lived her life for 20 years as a nurse? Yes, very well. Very well disguised. I don't understand any of this. And that's drama land. Like, we can write that off. We can get past that. But you can't expect me to then really deeply connect with all of these characters who are struggling with her coming back. Especially Dr. O. They focused a lot on his potential resignation and how everyone would be really sad and torn up about him resigning because... You've learned throughout this drama that he's not a quack. He's just very eccentric and has his own methods as a psychiatric doctor. And you kind of support that really fully by the end. You're like, it works. He's doing such great work and you don't want him to resign. But his reason for resignation is just like not hitting home. He's like, ah, I should have seen this coming. And I really let you all down by uh, not knowing who she was. Yeah. No, you're fine. You're good. No one did. Her husband was one of the patients, and her daughter spoke to her on multiple occasions, and neither of them knew either, bruh. So, like, I'm not, not really feeling the pain of you finding this out. Yeah. It's not hitting as hard. There was also multiple times that he explained it to Gong Tae as him feeling really bad that such terrible things happened to Gong Tae and Song Tae and, um, and Moon Young because of his mistake and not being able to see that she was also a mentally ill person that needed help or maybe imprisonment because she also was on a big... Big bad lifelong murder spree. Yeah. Um, but 
even Gong Tae was just kind of like, I don't know, dude, I, I don't really regret anything we went through. Like, it was terrible, and I'm sad, for sure. And if I could change anything, yeah, I think I would want my mom back. But also, that was a really long time ago, and everything that happened here was actually pretty good for me. Like, I have a new family. Yeah, even Nurse Park wasn't that bad to work with, gonna be honest. Yep. So, like we the, good. The betrayal sucked, but the times that I talked to her, she was pretty helpful, so... Yeah, she's actually a pretty great nurse. <laughs> um, I don't know, I guess except the two scenes that they showed her being a pretty terrible nurse, which the first one I still don't understand. I know that it was she was giving a knife to the familicide father from, like, the first four episodes. At a different hospital? At a different hospital, and I can't tell if it was before or after his interaction with Moon Young. I... <laughs> I think it was after. Because later they talked like, about how I... they were investigating his death, but just for a second. And I thought that was going to come back in some bad way on Moon Young. For sure, I thought that was going to be a problem. Oh. And then it didn't, and I guess that's where the tieback was supposed to be, but I guess I'm confused at a lot of points. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. We obviously just, the audience wasn't privy to all of the details of her freaking breaking into the hospital, <laughs> getting a, set, a nurse's uniform to match the people there already, so that she could blend in enough to get to this guy to offer him the knife that she somehow knew was in the room where her daughter stabbed Gongte in the hand, get the knife, take the knife back to the patient, who was probably under, based on the fact that he tried to murder his daughter, a lot of security, I assume. I assume other psychiatric hospitals have more security than okay psychiatric hospital, but... Um, you know, but I apparently not yeah. because Nurse Park just slipped right in there. <laughs> she found everything she needed. That makes more sense. Now that you say that Moon Young was going to be blamed potentially for the father's eventual suicide because she said it was all about Moon Young and like controlling and affecting her life. Uh, the mom did, but I was like, how if it's after Moon Young's interaction with this guy? I didn't get the tie back that makes more sense uh there's still it creates many more questions yes but it makes more sense now that you explain how it would affect moon young uh, there's just <laughs> there's just a lot going on with this lady so many unanswered questions yeah it is one of those things where there is a part of me that also is a little bit on team uh, director O, who is kind of having a meltdown because he should have been able to see what was wrong with her as we already went over. I don't really want to go into that. I guess where I'm at is they kind of acted like there were a, a lot of hints throughout the K-drama that there was something wrong with her, but they did a pretty good job of covering it up and making everything she did seem really normal and not invasive yeah yeah I don't think we were supposed to be able to guess it which is fine I'm cool with that but 
I don't I don't know if they were like that's how Dr. O's struggle is supposed to hit home. We're showing you all these things that Nurse Park was doing that might have been considered sketchy if you were running a psychiatric hospital. You might have thought to look into them more deeply. But he didn't, and now he should feel guilty about it. Even though there's so many other people he has helped that were actually patients at his hospital. <laughs> but you know. But you know, you should you should connect with this storyline where he blames himself for not catching the head nurse when she was passing notes to a patient. Uh, I'm not here for it. Mm-mm. Dr. O is fine. We'll just leave him be. Yeah. Um, you know what was a pleasant surprise in these last four episodes? Because I'm always here for it. What? Girlfriendship. Oh, remember how much I hated Judy (laughs) at the beginning of this drama? And she really pulled through at the end. She did. She showed up in a big way. And actually in a lot of small ways that feel like a big way. Like calling to check on Moonyoung when Moonyoung was at her darkest moments. And helping arrange the situation where Moon Young could come and have food and have a d- night of drinking with Jace, with Jaysu. Oh, that's so cute. Good job, Judy. Yeah, she's killing it. She's killing the game. We actually, we love Judy now, so. <laughs> she might be the best character by the end. Yeah. Big turnaround. Big growth for everyone. Everyone grew <laughs> in this K-drama. Everyone grew. I, she could have been... I will say she's not the best character. She is very close, but she really let me down on the relationship storyline with the CEO. I just... I love a ship, and I wanted there to be just 5% more from that relationship. But even by the end, she he was like, hey, I bought a building in a different city and have decided to move my entire life to this small seaside town for you, my love. And she's like, okay, let's hold pinkies. Tell him you like him. Tell him, like, that's a cool move. And I appreciate that. Yeah, words are best. Or even maybe, maybe um, that's not your love language, you know? Maybe you're not... uh, words of affection girl go ahead and give him a little peck on the cheek even like literally anything that's more of a or like you know say hello to him or if acts of service are your thing go get him some food i don't know i don't know gift giving give him the a manuscript <laughs> the one thing an old manuscript perhaps <laughs> that you found in your roommate's bed <laughs> anything Yeah, I thought that moment, when their final moment together, I thought she was going to grab his hand, and I was like, yeah, that'll be such a cool move, where it's finally her, quote-unquote, saying something, and being like, these feelings are reciprocated, but it's just like, no, she just doesn't pull her hand away when he touches her, and you're Mm -hmm. like, that's not romance i don't know no, yeah she smiles so she's also not repulsed but she doesn't make eye contact when she does it so you don't know if she's fully committed either certainly not <laughs> get that out of here judy <laughs> look a man in the eye and hold his hand <sighs> she's close 
She came through. She was very good at these last few episodes. Yes. Oh. Also, Jaisu. What? Yeah, I was going to talk about Jaisu as well. <gasps> that you we were read on the my same mind. wavelength. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at us. Oh, same person. Once again, we're back. Hive mind. What's up? <laughs> um, Jaisu had a good ep- few episodes. He had a good ending. Yes. They gave him what he needed and what I needed for him. The one tiny letdown, which I always have to say, I don't know why I'm making everything negative this episode, but the one tiny letdown was that night when he was drinking with Moon Young. I wanted them to have a little bit of a connection, and they left it at this weird, tense moment of their like clearly bonding over a little bit trash-talking their, the love of their lives, Gong Tae. And then he says, yeah, Gong Tae's crazy. You want to go to the Serengeti? And she's like, is that crazy? Is that crazy? And you're like, oh, <laughs> the moment's broken? Like, you leave us with that? Already? When they break the moment? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted his best friend to become best friends with the love of his life as well. So... Yeah, I we want... already have her having like this back and forth yelling relationship with Sangte that's very cute and funny. She doesn't have that with Jaisu. Clearly, he's very intimidated by her. Can they have another type of friendship, maybe? Like a drinking friendship that doesn't end with her trying to do a murder. <laughs> yeah, anything. I was very happy, though, that they finally gave him his moment with Gongte, where Gongte really actually expresses how he feels about his best friend because first of all i will always 100 percent be that bitch that is ready for two men who are friends to be open and vulnerable with each other that is all i want yes and it took the whole drama for gongte to be like oh yeah you're a person i appreciate you but even more than that you're a brother to me and i love you character growth hello we missed you and you came through for us thank you thank you so much this is all i wanted we watched you be so mean to jaysu for like the whole drama and disregard (laughs) pretty much every feeling he tried to share with you so you know that this is it this is what i wanted thank you actually yes thank you (laughs) gangte for being here thank you jaysu for sticking around you were a strong, strong boy. Yep. I love him. I love him. Oh, Gongte is starting off the final episode with being asked, who do you like best, Moon Young or Sung Tae? And him saying, the person I like best is me, was the most perfect beginning of a finale I've ever seen in my life. They killed it. They brought it back around in a very special, meaningful way. It was a beautiful bookend to an ongoing joke slash, um, not joke, I don't know, joke slash devastating inner dialogue. (laughs) Because so much of this show was people basing their self-worth on other people's love for them. And I think that that is a very powerful tool like, other people's love for you can be so useful in building up your own self-esteem. And it's something 
that you should use and rely on for sure, but it can't be a crutch. And I think for a lot of the characters in this show, it was very clearly a crutch. Like, they would fall apart if he ever answered the question, who do you like best, Jisoo, Sangtae, or Munyang? One of them would die, <laughs> one of them would do a murder, and one of them would just implode. Yep. So to have an actual genuine answer that's so perfect was, oh, chef's kiss. Yes, and yeah, to have it tie back into just his journey to learn how to take care of himself and acknowledge his own, I guess, place in the world as not just, yeah, like you said, what he is doing for other people or how he feels about them or what, what, you know, just all, we learned a lot. We've learned a lot these past couple of weeks. We have. We're experts now. Oh, that moment in front of the tree where Songtae says, you're not, you were not born to take care of me. I was born to protect you. That's what older brothers do. Oh, it's hard. Oh my it gosh. hits almost as hard as Songtae literally swinging a book at a woman's head. <laughs> About equally as forceful. Yes, there were two hits, and one was an emotion hit, and one was a physical hit. Good job, Songtae. Good job, Songtae. You're really pulling no punches. <laughs> um, speaking of pulling no punches, just generally everything that happened in front of that tree was beautifully devastating, and I loved it and hated it because it was making me cry a lot. <laughs> um, I actually didn't. I don't think I fully cried at any point in this K-drama, but I did tear up big time like, whoa, when Songtae was trying to read his mom the book that he illustrated. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. That cut deep. That choked me up. I did cry twice. I, I had a, a lot of moments of beautiful K-drama tears where it was just one single tear, and I think <laughs> Sangtae reading the book to his mom was one of those moments. But Sangtae and Moon Young reading their book, and oh, I'm such a cheese ball, but the flashing between all of the characters who had been throughout the drama and had their own storylines, which affected our main characters so deeply, and to have them as part of the book. And there at the reading, I was a mess. I was, oh, that touched my heart. And then, of course, Gungtae goes and thanks his fake real mom. And I couldn't yep. stop crying. That one but was I felt awesome. like Yes, big, big time tearing. Yes. Big time tearing. And then I cried like a freaking baby when they were in the camping car. At the most beautiful mountain pass, just covered in fog, and Sangtae says, I don't want to ride off into the distance and be free. That's not what I need right now. What I need is to be an illustrator and to be independent and to be needed. And then he gets into a car and they play that scene for like, I don't know, 30 minutes straight. 
I don't know how long it was. It was slow motion. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like 30 minutes. Yes. It felt like 30 minutes and I loved every one of them. I was crying like a baby. Yeah, I was big time tearing up at that, especially um, just that I've always struggled with goodbyes. Like they are hard for me, even beautiful ones that are so good and meaningful like that one, like the mm-hmm. best kind of goodbyes, um, you know, it it hits me right in the feels. When a, there's a good, good, sad goodbye, because those are very difficult. And this K-drama did a lot of those so happy and good and beautiful, it makes you cry moments. And yes. they were very, very good at that. Sometimes K-dramas use, like, death and hurt and... um you know, different kind of cry emotions, and this one used the good kind, but they used it so effectively. Yeah. You still cried the same as if somebody had died, but instead you're just so proud of everyone and how far they've come, and that's why you're crying. It hits different. It hits real different, and I love it. I love it. I just saw that this was on the New York Times best of 2020 tv shows i get why yeah it deserves to be there for sure this is among my favorite k-dramas that we watched this year for sure for sure dang i don't know if i could ever watch it again i think like you said the frustrating part about such beautiful and emotional character growth is that if you watch it again you're back at the beginning With the characters that are so frustrating and you just want them to be better quicker. You just want to continuously watch a montage of them on a camping trip for like an additional eight hours. (laughs) There needs to be a super cut that you can watch that's like an episode length, an hour and 15 minutes, where it starts with them being terrible and then they grow and they grow, and by the end, it's the camping trip. I feel like we can make that happen. Because obviously the camping trip hits home because it was a journey to get there. It was a struggle to get there. And then when they do get there, they're so happy to be there in a way that they obviously had no clue they could ever be that happy. Yeah. It wouldn't hit as hard if... They just started happy and ended happy. Yep. They started very sad. (laughs) They started, you know, just about as sad as they could have without just imploding. So, Mm -hmm. But I don't want to watch that again. No, I can't go back through that. It was so, it's been such a ride, such a good drama. There have been, there was a really beautiful, awesome moment in every single episode of this K-drama. But I do, all actual plotline reservations aside, I do think that the episodes that were the best were the episodes that that payoff of getting to see them happy. Like these last four episodes were, were big. Getting to see mm-hmm. that journey payoff. Yeah. I'm a sucker for the episodic episodes that they did more towards the beginning. There was one at the end with dissociative dissociative identity disorder and they brought one patient back for that but 
in the beginning of the drama, they did it a lot more where they would focus on kind of one patient per episode. And it's that quick payoff. I think that's why I like it so much because it's a very fast, like, here's a person who needs help. And then you help them. And then everybody's happy at the end of the episode. Yeah, like that. Yeah, you get that emotional payoff. And yeah, it's not as rich, but it's still very good. Uh huh. You get that dopamine rush. Yeah. Um, I love the beginning of K dramas that do utilize that episodic uh, little payoff because otherwise, I don't know. I think it gives me time to feel that dopamine rush before I'm in love with the characters versus mm-hmm. having to just force myself to trust that the writers will get me there, you know, and not having the the little midway payoffs. Um, for example, a couple of K-dramas that I can remember doing, like utilizing that specifically, were um, While You Were Sleeping, did that with some court cases, and we loved that. We loved those. And Goblin did that with uh, the Grim Reaper, and that was also yeah. very good. That's an interesting one, because my brain always goes to doctors, lawyers, and cops. Any shows about those three careers, it's just an easy choice to be like, Here's an episode about a person that they help. Yeah. And I love it. I freaking live for that. That is perfect for me. Because like you said, that's such a good way to put it is that it helps you connect with the main characters almost in the background and in the context of these secondary characters or even tertiary characters and what's going on with them. You don't have to pay your full attention to the leads, which means they can make their progress as slowly as they want to. Right. I also think that it does add more dimensions to the K-drama in the sense that sometimes um, I see it more in like American rom-coms than I do in K-dramas, but it certainly happens in K-dramas where a lot of the secondary and tertiary characters are static and uh, drive plot for the main characters versus having their own journeys to go on Mm -hmm. and it it does make it a much more two-dimensional story and this k-drama did such a good job of um giving everyone their own purpose and journey inside of a cohesive story no one was two-dimensional yeah that i think was a really big reason why the finale hit so hard especially that book reading where all of all the ex-patients came back and they were like we're out living our lives we are not only here to exist within the context of the hospital and the context of how we affect the main characters we are also people of our own and here's how we have grown and continued to survive in a world outside of what you see in the drama, which makes it seem so much more both real and worthwhile to watch them. Yes. Oh, I have two more things I want to touch on, which I don't think we fangirl over enough because it's just like such 
obvious things that it's like, what's the point of you and I talking about them? I don't <laughs> They're so perfect. First is the animation, which yes. they really brought back in these four episodes. Finally. Oh, so good. Yeah, I was missing it. And I kind of expected that they would have to bring it back uh, when they finally unveiled her final book. Mm-hmm. It just seemed right that they had to do that. They had to illustrate it so we could see, first of all, Song Tae's beautiful illustrations. And second of all, so that they could, yeah, do that, incorporate the same media differences that they've been doing the whole time, but in, uh, I guess, in a more final way to say, like, this is the final book in the final episode. And it is so so gorgeous so how are you doing <laughs> viewer are you okay no you're you are devastated that this is not a real book in the real world already that these characters aren't real and giving you these things okay <laughs> okay cool that's understandable <laughs> Ooh, and it i feel like the first few episodes where they did such a good job with the different stylistic choices would have felt uh, abandoned or lackluster somehow if they hadn't tied it in with the end. I understand why they chose not to do it every single episode, but I'm really glad that they really brought it back with a bang at the end. Yeah, I do wish that they had incorporated... I'm trying to think if there's any... Oh, in the other episodes it was i think the flashback that the patient who fought in the war had because i do think there was a difference in like media and perspective at Mm. least once every four episodes um yeah i remember they did that blackbeard sketch as well yes yeah 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 so yeah they have done it pretty pretty consistently but yeah certainly not every episode but they were able to tie it all back together at the end which was awesome yeah finally fashion oh it's kind of like how have we not talked about fashion every single episode but also like because we're not qualified guys there's no point it's too good the fashion is too good. It kind of reminds me of Hotel de Luna, because I think we did the same thing, where we were obsessed with the clothing, that the wardrobe specifically for IU's character. Mm-hmm. But we ran out of um, ability to talk about it, because it's us saying the same thing over and over again. Just, I love this outfit so much, I would, I either I want to wear this, or I would wear this or uh or i could never wear this yes a lot of that yes 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 and then we start putting our feet in our mouths like that yellow outfit that she wore that common young wore to see uh judy's mom it was bold Mm -hmm. it was very like 80s patterned with a little mini vest over the top mini sweater vest and you're like I just don't know how to feel about that one obviously she looks great in it 
but it's not for me. And what's the point? Like, what is the point of me even saying that? Because obviously it's not for me. It is for her. She is a fashion icon. She looks <laughs> wonderful in it. So there's no point in me coming over here and being like, well, I don't know if that's the one. It's like, <laughs> no, she looks fantastic, honey. Just take your seat. She always does. I do want to say that said these last four episodes were probably some of my least favorite as far as her fashion goes Ooh, i feel like the camping trip really pulled it together for me because it was toned down i loved that i love her comfy cash the way Mm -hmm. she does comfy cash is very good um those were some of my favorites of the four episodes uh and there were a couple of bangers for sure Can you refer to outfits as bangers? I think so. Cool. I thought it was very cool of you to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, overall, I actually, I kind of like that she, I mean, her outfits have always been used very, um, I guess, narratively almost, like to Mm. show where she's at. Like, near the end, when things are going better, but before she's dressing down a little bit, she's wearing a lot of brighter colors. Pinks yeah. and flowier outfits, and um, and before that, it was a lot more structured. It's almost like the more structured and uncomfortable her outfit looks, the more structured and uncomfortable she was feeling. Versus, I don't know, her more happy and flowing and... and yeah, just generally had happier outfits, for sure. But. Well, dang, we should have talked about this a lot earlier. <laughs> Raquel's getting deep over here. All these things that I never even noticed. But that said, I do sometimes miss her corsets from the... F- uh, Maybe, maybe, I'd have to go back through, but maybe my all-time favorite outfit that she wore was the white, puffy-sleeved, puffy-skirted outfit with the brown leather corset. That, that brown leather corset. Yeah. I miss it. I love it. Bring it back. But also people online died over a purple outfit that she wore that was cropped. It was like a little crop top. Almost uh, like I want to say 1800s style in like that it had buttons down the front and maybe like a little puff in the sleeve and then this just A-line skirt that occasionally you could see a bit of midriff and she just looks so snatched that everybody was like, (laughs) that's the one, that's what she should wear forever. And I get that. That's a memorable look. I think for me, maybe my favorite was the pink dress because it's so Beyonce. Yeah, it was, yes. (laughs) And she just has to run in it, like, to go save Gongte. She has to run all the way to the castle from <laughs> however many miles away. That's iconic. Sprint. That dress is going in a museum. <laughs> I think all of her dresses could, to be honest. There's gonna be, like, a museum in Korea for her outfits, right? Hers and, um... Just Manuals. Like, yeah, Manuals. I would love that, actually, because they're... They are such... A mood. They are absolute artwork. A listener emailed us and said that um, the female lead, I 
I don't remember her character name. In Crash Landing on You, Sonia Jin is the actress who played the female lead. I know that. Seri. Seri. Her outfits were also, like, off the chart crazy expensive. Even the ones that she wore in North Korea were, like... I didn't know this. I just assumed they were normal people clothes. And our <laughs> listener was like, no. They you idiot. They, they are do not. normal person clothes in K-dramas. If you think they it looks have... cheap, it's double the price of any of the nice stuff. <laughs> they have to have museums for these. Or at least just like those pop-up museums mm-hmm. where you're like, come for the next month and we will have these outfits from this K-drama. So many people would go to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that has to be a thing. Do you think they'll sell the family t-shirts? Because if they do, I want one. <laughs> I bet they do. Those are super cute. They are so cute. Oh. Nobody else gets a fashion corner. Sorry, <laughs> Judy. Your fashion is terrible. Yeah, she wore a nurse's outfit or a freaking... At one point, she came out wearing a dress, obviously trying to look cute for a new bow. And I was almost even more annoyed because I was just like, oh, okay, now you're showing up. Now you're showing up that he's talking about leaving the freaking city. Uh, come on, Judy. Her whole romantic storyline. <laughs> never forgive, never forget. <laughs> but yeah, most of her outfits were pretty lackluster. I guess the assistant whose name... I have forgotten. I she was wondered. okay. I refused. I don't know why. <laughs> I liked her a lot. I liked her a lot, but she didn't matter. I think we all know that. Yeah. I thought that she and Song Tae would get more of a thing going. Not yeah. like romantically or anything. No, just like a little friendship where they're doing art and figuring out how to work in the world when no one was ever going to really let them into it in the first place. Yeah, but I feel like one of the last scenes between the two of them, at least the last one I remember, was at the library. And she's like, look at this book. Isn't it cool? And there's all these different styles. These are what's popular nowadays. And he's like, will you shut your mouth? (laughs) And I was like, I know that that's like his typical response to people. But hey, can we not be friends? What if we were friends? What if we were friends? She doesn't have anybody. Eh, she might have Jesu. It was heavily implied. It was implied, but it didn't seem like she wanted him. Until, like, the moment he showed up dressed up. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, she was eyeballing him. She thought he was looking pretty fine. Uh-huh. That's a cute moment. <laughs> Forgettable, but cute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh... What a drama. What a drama. I'm excited to talk about it in the bonus episode because I think I really liked it, but it was just so emotional that I think I need to mull over it a lot more than I have. Yeah, I need some time to sit with the content. I know. I also feel like there's going to be a lot of, I guess, background information about it that will not really change how I feel, but I do love jumping into, digging into background information. And I feel like there's got to be something out there because it was such a popular drama. Yeah, that someone's got to be like, here's the reason it hit hard. Yeah. But maybe it's just because we've had 
cushy, wonderful, easy lives. And we're like, I don't know. It's just like I couldn't connect with it. And they're like, yeah, because your lives have been really easy. <laughs> so this shows for other people, the rest of us. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully everybody's got good lives. Mm-hmm. Or they find a little family to go on road trips with, if not. Yeah. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Um, send us a hey at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Or on our Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, we're at playonkpodcast. And on Twitter, we're at playonk. We have our website where you can find our episodes, sign up for our newsletters, and... Um, you know, find links for our Patreon and just, you know, stuff to explore over there. It's playonk.com. There you can also find a link to our Patreon. I don't know if you said that. I kind of zoned out and I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> or you can just find it on patreon.com slash playonk where you can access all of our bonus content for our good, good listeners who want just a little bit more from us. Yeah. Uh, we also are on Blueberry, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, a bunch of places that you can find podcasts, and on many of those platforms, you can rate, review, and subscribe, and doing so would really help us out. It would find other K-drama podcast lovers find us. Did I- that sentence. It, it was- it was gone? Yeah. But I think people will understand it. Cool. Yeah. I usually lose myself partway through. <laughs> How are we not good at this part? <laughs> it's been so many years. Yep, every week. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you, as always, for listening. We will see you next week for the bonus episode. It's okay to not be okay. Okay.